You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. And welcome to our session zero for our upcoming Dune Adventures in the Imperium show that we're doing. This is uh, this amazing uh, game uh, that Modiphius puts out, and today we're gonna we're gonna create some characters together, and we're going to create the noble house that those characters to belong to. Um, but before we get into that, I wanna I wanted to read a couple quotes. To kind of get us in the zone, and and these are quotes uh, both from the manual of uh, Muad'Dib uh, by the Princess Irulan. <laughs> A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. And the second one. Spice, spice, lemonade. <laughs> Round the corner, fudge is made. <laughs> The princess was really astute with that one. She was. Poetic. She had yeah. a good time when nobody that was, was uh, looking. That was from her earlier earlier work. <laughs> right, the unpublished mm. works. Yes. Uh, I want to introduce uh, this amazing cast, but before I get to them, I want to introduce the other GM for this series, because this is something we've never done before. There's going to be uh, two GMs. This series is going to be split up over two different time periods. Uh, you know me, your old buddy, Troy LaValle, and this is uh, your, your, your old friend and your new friend. Jared Logan. Hello, everyone. Boy, yes, I'm excited to share this story with this incredible cast and to share it with Troy. Troy's going to take the first half of the series. I'm going to take the back half of the series. So we're doing kind of an an exquisite corpse thing where I have to kind of see where the story went with Troy and then continue it from there. Uh, So don't (laughs) say he gets the spice and you get the fudge. I get that. I get the fudge. That's right. Uh, I've been told that boys go to Arrakis to get more stupider. (laughs) Is is that true? (laughs) Uh, Definitely the back end is what I'm in charge of. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super, super stoked for this because I'm a big dune head. As I know, a lot of our players are. And I'm about halfway through Heretics right now. Heretics of Dune. And uh, just I'm jazzed, baby. Yeah, uh, the, you've inspired me to start reading the other novels uh, as well, and uh, I've been living in this uh, Dune world now for the past few months, because this is going to be an all-original adventure, which is something we don't normally do in the Glass Cannon Network. Uh, everything tends to be uh, pre-written, but that's Jared's jam, and I thought this is a unique opportunity, especially with this amazing cast, to try something uh, completely original. And, and honestly, the story is going to start today in the characters that you create, because I have these general ideas, but I want to see what you come up with, and that's going to kind of launch where this story goes. So before we get to that, let me introduce these amazing, amazing players. I mean, this is so absurd that we have this cast. Uh, First of all, you know him uh, from the Glass Cannon Network. Uh, He is a a huge Dune head and was way more Dune than I ever was. Uh, Skidmar, Skidmar in the house. Hello. 
Skid, uh, you're you're a big Dune guy, and you scoffed at me when I told you a couple years ago that I tried to read it three or four times and could <laughs> never get through it. And so you finally convinced me to sit down, and I I don't know what what happened those other times. I finally I was like I. What, what was wrong with me? I just have to say, I had the exact same experience. I tried to read it four times, couldn't get through it, and then the fifth time was magical. I don't know why the book is like that. I don't know. Yeah, it is for a lot of people. It, it is. It, I mean, I guess it, it it's just sort of non-traditional and kind of it's storytelling. So, it yeah, I think it is. It is hard to get through, but I'm glad I finally shamed you into doing it <laughs> uh, because I think it's important. But uh, no, I loved it. I read it in fifth grade. And actually, I think it was the same year that the David Lynch movie came out. And uh, yeah, I just I was so psyched uh, when the new movie came out and looking forward to the next one and looking really much looking forward to this because I love Dune. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited because you uh, are going to help me because uh, you know far more about this universe than I, I do. I don't really, though. I don't. I'm not like a giant Dune fan. I really like Dune, but I think probably Ross is like a, might know more Dune than I do. Uh, I've never read. I've only read the first book and a little bit of Messiah. Okay. Um, so I'm not a giant like encyclopedia of Dune knowledge, but I do. You're more of like an the- encyclopedia of the David Lynch film. Basically. Yes. Any you questions you have about the David Lynch film, I can answer. If it comes yeah. up. What's the name of that pug that Patrick Stewart is holding? David. <laughs> yeah, good. David. Uh, there's, uh, next up is uh, the amazing, I'm so glad uh, she's finally back with us on the network, uh, the amazing, talented, unbelievable Becca Scott. Becca, Welcome back. Uh, what a what what an exciting thing to have you join us. Are you uh, have you always been a big Dune fan, or did the the all the hype around the movie just get you back into it? Oh my goodness, Troy! Thank you for having me back. It is a pleasure, and I uh, like like you all have tried to read Dune. I actually tried to read it on my stream years ago because people sent it to me and were like, "It doesn't make sense that you're not a fan of this property." And I read it aloud on stream, like chapter one. And it just, it didn't grab me, um, the narrative style. But then the shortcut of watching the film and then going home and watching the film again, the new one, I was like, I need, I need to know everything about this world. So before you contacted me to do this show, this was already on my bedside table. You can see I'm not done. Three quarters, three quarters, I'd say. Uh, but. I'm going to continue reading the other books in the series after this. And I'm, I've been living in the world of Dune. So when you asked me to do this, I got very, very excited because uh, I am a little obsessed now, but it's new. Yeah. The more you read about it, and especially the, the rule book is so uh, beautiful. I think all of Modiphius's books are uh, just works of art in their own right. But the first hundred pages is all lore. And you start to read about this world and you're like, this is really more people should have known about this before uh, they did this new movie. This the, the the fantasy world that he's created is unbelievable. The whole when I watched the David Lynch movie and the Guild Navigator came out, I had to pause and be like, "What the hell is going yeah. on here?" And then I fell down a rabbit hole of try, of realizing what happens with the steersmen and then how people get addicted to the spice. It's I mean I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but uh, 
Let's let's introduce our, our next player. Uh, she is uh, uh, now a mainstay here at the Glass Cannon Network. And if I had my way, I would uh, I would put her in a box and move her to New York so she could work <laughs> with us uh, exclusively, and I could fire Joe. Uh, <laughs> give it up for Nora Ibrahim. <laughs> It's so great to be back. I'm so glad to be doing like more stuff with you guys. I was in chat when you did your big announcement. Yes, and, uh, you were. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm super stoked. I think I annoyed Troy a lot with uh, how 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 many texts he got of how excited <laughs> I was about doing. I'd wake up in a cold sweat at 3 a.m. Like, who's texting me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only midnight her time. Uh, yeah, well, this has been a project we've been trying to do for a while, and I'd mentioned it to you like a year ago, and it just kept, it was in development hell, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you uh, you were always someone I, I wanted to be on it, and uh, and you know the guys at Modifius, right? You know Chris and a couple of those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Oh, you know, oh, great guys. Uh, we talked to them right at the beginning. I mean, they couldn't have been more uh, helpful and generous with their time. And uh, hopefully they uh, haven't tuned it out after my uh, fudge joke. I also, I also of, bugged of Chris by being like, guess what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for being here. And then uh, finally, we have uh, Ross Bryant, who is just, uh, I think Skid hit the nail on the head. The, 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 the official dude encyclopedia. Whew. Oh man, you, you're, you're really raising the bar. Uh, and I hope I can clear it with whatever dude knowledge is rattling around in my brain. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm like y'all. I like, I started this book in high school, like two, three times and was like, I don't get it. And then at some point later on, I started it again and it got its, its, uh, um, shy hooks of shy halud deep shy. into my, <laughs> deep, deep into the rings of my brain. And, and, uh, I've ridden that, that sweet, sweet sandworm ever since. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I made my way through the, I'm making my way through the sextet right now. I just finished heretics and, uh, yeah, I, the world is so strange and unique and, and complex and thorny. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be, I mean, I, I've been so excited to just uh, hang out with you guys. We're, we're recording this on an afternoon where we weren't even going to record this, but I was like, this, the, our conversations are going to be too good to not include as part of the sort of palette, uh, not palette moistener. What's the word I'm looking palette for? Palette moistener? Do you moisten yes, a palette to get it excited? On arrakis, no. You can yeah, sweat right. your yeah, yeah. moisture. What do you do to a palette? You wet an appetite. Do you moisten a palette? You moisten it. You moisten it. And you use the word moisten as much as possible. <laughs> you, would, you would on arrakis. Sure. That's true. Yeah. Our conversations on this stream today are going to be off the chain. <laughs> what? What is the weather like in New York right now? Because we're having kind of, it's sort of a nice day. Let's see. I think it's a balmy 13 out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I was just out there in uh, barefoot and uh, my feet are still attached. Uh, it was. It has been colder, but we're going to get a big snowstorm tomorrow. So that should be, uh, that should be fun. It was better living in an apartment because you didn't have to shovel. Uh, yeah. But now, if you don't shovel within uh, an hour of the snow hitting the ground, you can't move your car until spring. Troy, are, are we to understand that you shoveled your car out barefoot? No, no. I was just walking around out there, uh, getting some fresh air. Uh, Got to get my steps in. Uh, but I didn't feel like putting on shoes. So I was just like, you know what? I own this ground that I'm walking on. I don't need shoes. But it was Cut out cool. the middleman. Cut out the middleman. Before we start, can I 
Yeah. Say a thing I forgot to say in my intro, which Please. is um Don't let her. Don't let her. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Okay, go thank you. Sorry, Becca. Okay, uh it was about you, Jared, so oh. I was gonna give you compliments, but if you don't want that, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, Jared is the one that introduced me to Call of Cthulhu, which I had so yeah. much fun playing with Troy running it and Nora in it. And, uh, it was such a blast. And I just, I'm so happy about the merging of these two happy channels. Yeah. And to play with both of you is another part of the dream. So that's, thanks. If I could, if I could Thank piggyback you. on that sentiment. Yeah. It's so, it's so exciting to have these worlds collide. I love, uh, playing with all a y'all and it's just such a delight. Thank you for having me and yeah. us. I, yeah, I too would like to latch on to the compliments <laughs> and say that. Uh, <laughs> Skid, are you getting Skid. yours ready? Skid, Skid ready, guys. <laughs> I'm also happy. <laughs> we did it! These two noble houses shall come together to take down the evil Harkonnen. Yes. So you two are wed in this metaphor. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Was no. that not clear in our in our uh, press release? Uh, that's how this merger started. Uh, no, we're we're so excited, and we thought, uh, what better way to kick off uh, the Stream of Blood team joining the Glass Cannon Network than to do this this unique collaboration? Uh, because we've kicked around how to do this. Would we GM at the same time? Would mm-hmm. we switch off every other episode? Would we go live and then like have to write the story the next day? And we thought, why not split it up into two time periods? But in talking to Jared the other day, he's already got some. Pretty wild ideas of where your uh, five sessions will go. Uh, and while we'll I have see. ideas, I'm really interested in seeing what you guys come up with today. Yeah. And I'd also like to say that our, our two properties, are, our two houses are not necessarily wedded, but rather it forms a uh, concubine um, lord relationship mm. that is perhaps more intimate. Consort. And, uh, yes. <laughs> Though history will call us wives. Right. Yeah. Ross made it weird. We were fine and then Ross made it weird. <laughs> All you have to do we'll is just not, not bear any sons. I only have one request. Uh, yeah. You have one job. We have one job. We have one job. I run a Bindu training. I can choose. Our own right. gene manipulation techniques. We'll see what happens. We'll create a beautiful uh, limited series baby. How do you uh, think the prana bindu works to like change the sex of the baby? Is it? Is it? A, is, do you stretch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yourself a certain way? Is it like a, a stretch where you kind of put your rump in the air and rotate? I mean, what exactly? Knees up. It just no. demonstrated. Legs up after conception, <laughs> boy. Yeah. That is a myth. And if you swing a ring around a pregnant woman's stomach and it goes counterclockwise, <laughs> there's a baby in there. I, I'm sorry to get the ring thing's true, but uh, I was reading articles lately and, uh, you know, the thing from uh, the dude, Big Lebowski. Not true. Not true. You don't need to oh. put your legs in the air. Good to know. You know what? It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Um, so yeah. the whole part in Midsommar where, like, I, I now I feel deceived. Yeah. Well, it is a real myth. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jared, do you want, should we just jump right in and create let's jump this right noble in. house? Uh, let's jump right in. Let's create a noble house. Uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Um, so, uh, well, I, you know what? There's a lot of lore here. Just in case any viewers aren't familiar or... 
Just in case any of our players need a little refresher, I'll keep it really simple. Oh, good idea. And I'll just say that it's the year 10,191, and after winning a jihad against thinking machines, humanity has spread throughout the galaxy in the Froferluch's feudal system. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and that's under the Emperor Padisha, Emperor Shaddam IV. Okay. So, travel between the stars is only possible through the use of the galaxy's most valuable resource, the geriatric spice melange. And without the use of computational machines, it is only through the prescient awareness granted by melange that members of the spacing guild are able to navigate across the vast distances of space. And the spice can only be found on one planet, Arrakis, the desert planet Dune. You will now create one of these noble houses that is jockeying for position under the Padisha Emperor Shaddam IV and uh, trying to uh, build an empire in the galaxy and perhaps even gain control of the Spice Melange. So um, when we create a house, uh, we first have to decide the house type. And we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and take take agency away from you for the first decision. <laughs> of the players love it. Jared? Never. Yes, <laughs> that's what I do. And we're going to create a minor house uh, because that kind of limits some of the choices we have to make. And in the Dune role-playing game from Modivius, uh, when you create a minor house, it means you will have a primary domain and a minor domain. And domains are the things that your house is good at. Um, yeah. And I will go ahead and tell you what your choices are. Yeah, um, I mean, you could have been any of four houses. There's a nascent house, which is kind of like level one, and then mm-hmm. house minor, new and money. house major. Yeah, new money. And then a great house, like uh, like the emperor. But we decided house minor was good for this story, because it's kind of like it's a little more than a beginner adventure. Your people have already established yourself, uh, and because of that, you get one primary and one secondary domain. But what ki- kind of house do you want to be? Yeah. I think Great House would be like playing on hard difficulty mode. I think you yeah. get like more enemies and stuff. I think mm-hmm. House Miner is, is our speed. So, yes. So you have to decide what your primary domain is. So that's the thing your house is most known for. And the choices are, uh, take note, the choices are artistic, espionage, farming, industrial, Canley. Canley is the art of um, vendettas, vendetta, uh, assassination, uh, black ops, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Military can be your primary domain, political, religion, or science. Um, Yes. Basically, anything that can be a college course. Um, (laughs) And then within each of those, there's a bunch of other uh, little things. So, like, if you were like, whatever one jumped out of you, if you were like, you know what? Politics sound cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, but your domain wouldn't be politics. You would then be something as specific as, like, diplomats. That's our thing is our primary domain is diplomats in the political field. Or am I misreading that? No, you're you're correct. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it gets a little bit more granular after you've kind of chosen the, the broad sort of specialty that your house has. Um, and you basically have a monopoly on this. That's the way they kind of explain it in the book is like your primary domain. This is what you this is why you have 
uh, why you haven't been destroyed yet. But there are other people yeah. that want to destroy you so that they can be uh, they can have the monopoly on what you have. And then what your I- secondary domain is something that like everyone is kind of vying to take control of. And so you can almost guarantee that you have enemies just because of your fingers being in that secondary domain. Here's what I love. Okay. Under artistic, you could choose understanding and then you could make it granular. You could choose literary criticism. Yeah. So <laughs> basically your house could have not been destroyed and has a major, uh, a major uh, kind of uh, a monopoly on book reviews. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Essential to the functioning of the Imperium. Yes. Yes. Well, I was thinking we could do publishing and we could be house random. <laughs> I'm taking a point of threat. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of writing Yelp reviews. There's not enough. Oh, There's not how enough do you do Yelp them. without thinking machines? Oh, wow. Just yeah. door to door. It's like the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Can't be done. Hello, have you heard about how this place sucked? Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, if you have Rose. the core in f- front of you, 88 to 89 has all those different things that Jared uh, rattled off. You know, a lot of different options. Um, well, the two that jumped out to me, Canly, because that's a new word and that's fun. Yeah. And then <laughs> political seems cool. But hey, I'm happy with whatever anybody's excited about. Yeah. I, I like both Canly. of those. Oh, God. Yeah, I liked um, Canley and Espionage. Yeah. yeah. We'll be a little sneaky sneaky. Yeah. A crossover between those two. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, you'll get a minor domain as well. You'll get like a, a lesser domain. So you, you, you'll get two things ultimately. So you could do some combination of these things. Yeah. So we could do like espionage and movie reviews. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, in the example in the book, the, the house that they come up with, their primary domain is poetry, and their secondary domain is assassination. And the way they explain it in the book is, like, for one thing, they can be totally different. Another thing is, like, if your primary domain is poetry, you could be releasing poems that are sending veiled messages out to other people about assassination targets that you're going to have. So... It's kind of a fun idea to make them as different as possible, and then you find the emergent story- storytelling way that they're yeah. connected. Or you yeah. seduce people by telling great poetry, and then when you've got them alone, that's when you assassinate. That's when you yeah. 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 They yeah. actually work really well together. We're yes. a bunch of knife wielding yeah. Pauline Kales. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like, if you are nefarious, you want that. You want that business front of what right. we, everybody what it looks like on paper. Right, we're just yeah. simple sculptors. Yes, or or perhaps you are. People all go to you for assassinations, but they don't know that in the background you are developing new scientific theories and techniques to make your uh, murders go even better. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are but humble paper salesmen on our way to the Duke's bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so it seems like we all like the idea of a pretty neutral main thing and then a very sneaky or murdery uh, secondary thing. Yeah, I'm down for good. sneaky or murdery. Yeah, happy f- happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's but what dig- should be our front business? Yeah, I love something, something really bland like farming. I know, I was thinking farming too. <laughs> Tractors. Yeah. Although we won't get much credit at a party. Yeah, true. I don't know. No uh, offense, farmers. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean it's uh, not exciting. It's not not the most thrilling field. 
for a lot of people, but Ooh, I mean, we could specialize uh, as as shepherds or herders and just pick like we're sheep people. But I don't know. Maybe Ross knows of an animal that only exists in the Imperium in ten thousand years. <laughs> the uh, the animal that they keep referring to as a luxury item is uh, um, everyone refers to whale fur. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. From time to time throughout the books, they'll describe someone as having a whale fur cloak. Oh wow! So there's, there's some furry whale fur? on some planet. Yeah, and there's also later in the books uh, chair dogs. I'm not making this up. They genetically are genetically modified that you sit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, are we that's, working on that now? Like IRL? <laughs> that's, good. that's like Adventure Time. It's like something Jake could do. <laughs> dogs are whales. Uh, fun. There's also uh, there's the giant bulls, right? Aren't there the giant bulls? Oh yeah, the, the bullfighting is big. Kill Duclito's father. That's right. That's right. On Caladan, I think they they they're rice farmers because it's so wet. They they have like. Yeah, there's a specific yeah. kind of rice, kind of rice that's like the it? most yeah the most the uh, common food stuff in the Imperium because it's on so Caladan mm-hmm. and they go on um, Caladan. Yeah. One other thing to think about this primary domain is that it's going to give your house a trait, and traits are things you use in the game to like get difficulty down if they apply. So the example in the book for exam, you know, that they, they they're artistic. So anytime they're doing any role uh, in the game that it has to do with art. They can apply that trait and get the difficulty of the roll down. So whatever you choose here for your primary domain will become a trait for all of you to use. Just to metagame for a sec, if we do pick art, you can always say the way you did something. <laughs> Artistic flourish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oratory. I'm actually, I'm kind of drawn to art, though I could... I could be persuaded otherwise, just because some of, one of the things that appeals to me most about the Dune universe is that it exists in a world that is both futuristic and medieval, mm-hmm. and that, that the that the the sword wielders are these kind of like warrior poets who are able to kind of like spout out all these sort of like uh, troubadoric <laughs> verses. Yeah, to break out their ballast set, yeah, start humming a ballad. Um, Actually, I, like I was just looking at a artistic under machinery. Where you make like set design and lighting and stuff like that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> they like maybe they run like opera houses. Yeah, 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 something like oh, that. Goodness. And then so like oh, opera cool. house set design and manuf- and building and then espionage or assassination. Because uh, yeah, finished Station we- Eleven because survival's not enough. I love that show. <laughs> that show's great. I haven't watched the Look, last episode, but the, the book is good. That's, that's awesome. Okay, let's say we did. We were <laughs> we were like set designers. You want? <laughs> hey, listen. If if you want for your next big house meeting conference, if you want the proper mood lighting, we can do that for you. And then that's the way we we oh like God. our espionage runs because we're there in their freaking meetings. It's yeah. almost yeah. like we're event planners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. And yeah. I'm already starting to think of the story. getting the I house heard. by being the troop that performs for them. I also love the idea of a of a of what what a palace built by set designers would look like, where every wall is a false wall that leads to a false wall <laughs> yeah. that leads to a room with a door to nowhere. 
With the a circular rotating platform in the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. also think of like if your special if your primary domain is set design, there could be a test that you have to do that requires like uh, an understanding of the architecture of buildings. And it's possible that you could use you could be like, Well, we know about this stuff and that could lower the difficulty of a check. Uh, so I think this could is as ridiculous as it may sound, it could really come in handy. Yeah, think you about can, it. You, we have the blueprint. We could infiltrate because we have a blueprint of the building. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we installed their lighting system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now it says scenic art and things like that, but you could you could define it, I think, as architecture if that's what you wanted to do. If you like to define it as define it as set design, I think that's great too. I love but it. The little list in there is not um complete. Like you can come up with your own kind of ways of defining it. So now, should we go primary, artistic, machinery, and uh Call set it design. Set design. <laughs> Mise en scène. Is this going to be ever useful in the scenarios that they <laughs> yes. set up where we're like, our inherent skills as set designers are going to help us here? Well, th- I, I, we're writing the scenario. So, like, it, okay. whatever yeah. you guys come up with, this is going to help uh, set this off. And I love yeah. it. I already have a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I think that's wonderful. So, if you go set design primary, what's your secondary? Seemed like we were leaning espionage canly. Uh, yeah. Does okay. Canley does espionage fall under Canley or is that so? They are two different things. things. Yeah, how do the, how are those differentiated in the in the book? I think Canley well, is specifically around assassination. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canley is killing, and espionage is uh, to do with information, Just spying and information. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, to avoid chaos, the Great House has agreed on a set of rules for assassination to prevent a slaughter. And these forms of Canley are designed to limit assassinations and all the back and forth that happens afterwards. If only uh, the Corleones had had Canley. Uh, <laughs> but now you got to pick a specific uh, area. Like, are you really adept at poisons? Or are you adept at, uh, you know, just finding thugs? That's under workers. Thugs. You know, what is... What I is think your specific we area? like build guillotines into the walls <laughs> that they don't know we're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you could be yes, weapons? you could you could be yeah you could be uh, machinery again and be like uh, assassination weapons mm. and traps. I love it. We mm. trap their their domains their places. Hmm. Whilst uh, also providing great mood lighting. Yeah. There's expertise operation planners we just have elaborate Rube Goldbergs to kill them Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is I think you're onto something here primary set design secondary uh, assassination traps um okay great or are they too closely aligned and it's more fun when they're more juxtaposed yeah I was thinking like yeah does something not quite as tightly linked to our primary thing. Um, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, Poison is like done, though, you know? Yeah. And plus, Vinnie Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Shit doesn't Poison is them. very yeah. 9,000. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is 10,191, you guys. Come on, give it the times. I'm, um, tempt- I'm tempted to, to say, I mean, espionage might be too close, but like, suddenly, like, in my, in my mind, it's like the... The theater where like boxes are across from one another and the opera glasses are coming up and like we're watching conversations on the other side of a room and like buildings have been created in a certain way to like collect sound or yeah um, yeah 
learn so like learn uh, espionage, espionage produce. Yeah, information <laughs> and secrets from other houses. That would be mm-hmm. your special, your your secondary specialty. Yeah. So either Ooh, that we just or blackmail like, uh, everyone. Yeah, yeah. We have information on everyone. So if there's ever a situation, we'll be like, mm-hmm. check the files. What do we know about this house? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, we collect intelligence. Okay. I think that's great. Set design, primary, secondary, uh, blackmail, <laughs> blackmail <laughs> collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, and re- okay. remember, the secondary is the type of thing that's not your specialty. It's something that other people want to be the masters of, and because of that, it causes conflict with your house. Right. Okay. So, um, that's that. That solves it. So, I have a, a domain. Uh, we are uh, our primary domain is the set designers, uh, <laughs> and our secondary domain are information and secrets brokers, basically. Um, it's great. So then we have to decide a home world. Um, now there are a lot of, uh, home worlds to choose from. Um, we, you could be based out of Arrakis. Um, I'm trying to bring up the, the planets here. You could be, or you could even, I mean, God forbid we make up our own planet, but you could do that as well. Yep. Um, you could be based off of one of the other planets, like, uh, like for Salusa example, Salusa Secundus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here we go. Gidi Prime. That's the home of the Harkonnens. Here, I have them all now. Ix. That's the home of like these crazy engineers who dominate uh, the creation of uh, machinery. Um, there's a place called Junction, which is a home to the Spacing Guild. Katane. Uh, Katane, I don't even, I don't even know anything about Katane. It's a mystery. Um, <laughs> Poratrin, Riches, uh, Wallach 9. Wallach 9, I believe, is a home to the Bene Gesserits. Um, mm-hmm. Tlalax. Tlalax is where the Tlalaxian face dancers come from. And then, of course, there is Seleucus. We would employ and them. We would employ we would. We would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it off? I mean, to, I'm looking in the book here, and it looks like we can kind of like, uh, yeah, do we select a, a an existing planet, or can we just like whatever you want? Yeah, pick one and describe its its weather system. Yeah, kind of like making up a planet. <laughs> kind of like making up one. There's so yeah. many planets. Like we make we one should, up. Make yeah. one up. Why not? Ooh, can we have just like mud pits that are like hot tubs that everybody's just hanging out in? It's like sure. a spa. mud bath. A spa like planet. Hot, hot a springs spa planet. But, mm, planet Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe uh, we should just switch. Our th- maybe we should just switch our focus here, be like a white lotus deal, like yeah. the, uh, just a spa. <laughs> spa. Your primary domain is spas. Yeah, <laughs> the pleasure planet. Shitty in suitcases. Shitty in suitcases. That's a weird primary yeah. domain. Blackmail. But you're the best at it. Uh, like Risa from Star Trek, the Pleasure Planet. Um, oh, I would say don't stress it. too much about your home world because yes. it's really we just- won't be there. Yeah, you won't be there, but it's good. it may inform the story. So if you want to make right. something up, just uh, come up with a name for it and ex- describe it. Well, might we have... The house is on a home world, but we may have been born somewhere else as individuals. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. it's possible, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I can you, tell you... Go ahead, Jared. Oh, I apologize. If, no. if, 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 you, if you like, we can kind of skip over Homeworld right now. If, if nobody has, like, the name of the planet you're making up on the fly, just uh, on the tip of their tongue, like, we can just move, move forward. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and the the other stuff we have to think of is the banners and arms, uh, which we're hopefully going to have uh, drawn uh, for your Amazing. house. Amazing. Uh, very interested to see what you take up for that. And then really important is your, your house traits. Yeah. And one, I believe, is... I wrote little notes to myself. One is your primary domain trait. So it's a trait that is linked to set design. And then the secondary trait is describes your reputation. Right. So the house in the book, because they were um, poets or, or what have you, they, they took artistic as a trait. But you guys wouldn't have to take artistic. Uh, you could. You could also call yourselves designers. That could be your trait. Or um, yeah. thorough, sturdy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I am yeah. sturdy. <laughs> Handy, because you chose machinery as sort of the, the kind Crafty. of focus there. Crafty, you could Crafty. take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like something something along the lines of that, like clever, um, creative. Are we mm-hmm. making up our own, or are we pulling these from a list? We are just kind of making it up. Like, what okay. describes what describes a group of set designers? Visionaries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say not pedantic, but like attention to detail because measurements are very important. Mm-hmm. Detail oriented. Yeah, detail oriented. Okay, yeah. great. That's your fir- that's your primary trait there. From your, I'm sorry, that's your trait from your primary domain. You are detail oriented, and so anytime that can come up in, in certain roles, you can use that. And now, um, the second trait that you have to choose for your house is, a, is another uh, descriptive uh, phrase like detail-oriented, and it should be kind of how people know you or what your reputation is. Uh, the example house in the book uh, is secretive, but you could have a different uh, adjective that describes your people. I'll throw out another word if you like this better. Meticulous. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, meticulous yeah. is good. Nice. Yeah, I like, I like meticulous. that. Meticulous. Yeah. Switching detail-oriented to meticulous... You can have you can abuse that trait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that player, you can like really that. abuse that trait in the game. Yeah. Well, Troy, I'm meticulous, so, so I wouldn't have failed that test. This. And then I say, great. Then your roll takes extra time as you double check and triple check <laughs> all of the pylons in your set design. What game are we playing? Um, all right. Yeah. What is your reputation? Are you surly? Are you secretive? Are you honorable? What is that? How would? Sorry, I keep jumping in. Uh, that thing that fairies have in various lore, where like you tell, you can only tell the truth, but you're saying it in like a riddly roundabout way. Oh, <laughs> loquacious or something? Circumspect. Like, circumspect. These are um, all good words. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, <laughs> did you say loquacious, kid? Loquacious. No, circumspect isn't right. But I know what you're talking about. There is a word. Yeah. Fairy like, fairy like is your reputation. Mm-hmm. Fae? Well, you could be just fairy, or, or you know what you could be. Actually, works mercurial, <laughs> mercurial, mercurial. It's like fae in all senses of like, yeah, that these are these are aesthetic uh, people who are kind <laughs> yeah. of disarming because they're very, uh, um, yeah, it's 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 attention to detail and fastidious and they could they're sounding be like a, a bunch of mintats. The threat? wedding planners, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it says uh, mercurial, if, if you like that word, is subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that exactly Holy describes... bitches. <laughs> speaking in riddles, like what is... PVP. What is a word for speaking in riddles? I'm not married. I just was throwing out an idea. Feel free to 
If anybody else has anything. I just can't go to bed until I know what this word is that you're trying to say. So yeah. I'll be off doing this for the rest of the stream. There is there is a word. Build your characters. Circumspect isn't uh well no, that says wary and unwilling to take risks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No. What is it? Like equivocating? Like equivocating. When you when you when you are I, there is a word for this. When you when you speak in riddles, like what is that word? But a big part of it that I think is fun about that generic lore and a bunch of stuff is that they cannot lie. Like, you know that they will always be honest and truthful. It's just you need to be able to interpret that truth. Right. But then we have to talk like that, so maybe that's not so good for me. Right. <laughs> maybe, us not, maybe us not coming up with the exact word is because we are these people. I think I, <laughs> yeah, because we're I so fastidious. It's Maybe we simplify it, simplify it to mysterious or Ooh. yeah, uh, mysterious. I think sounds like the I way like to it. go, especially since yeah. like so much of what yeah. we're describing is almost like illusion design. You right. can imagine these these folks creating like the the box where someone walks in, you open it up and they're gone, but there's a trap door. Uh, it's it's like it's the stuff that like Penn and Teller do, yeah, you know? like magic tricks, <laughs> stage stage magic, stage illusions. Yeah, Penn and Teller Mysteries. of Dune. I love it. I'm writing yeah. that down. Mysterious yeah. <laughs> is good. Illusory. Um, Ill- yeah, Ill- yeah, Ill- elusive. Elusive. That's elusive. a really good one, guys. Should we go with that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like elusive. Beautiful, and that 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 covers like speaking in riddles, but also. Uh, being able to escape at a moment's notice, uh, hard to pin down, elusive. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, the definition so, says deceptive. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so cool. What you is are uh, theatrical design, but a lie. It makes the space <laughs> look larger than it actually is. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's a little homage to Mass Effect Two, <laughs> the uh, Martin Sheen's character, the elusive man. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, the chat's have- lighting up for that skin. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we ha- we now have our house, uh, our minor house, uh, primary uh, domain set design, secondary domain uh, information and secrets. Uh, they are meticulous and elusive. We need to name it, uh, but we we don't have to do that right now. We, in fact, maybe we should move on to character creation. Troy, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I just unless anybody had a good idea for the banner and arms, which would just be like a symbol and the colors that go with that symbol. Great. Um, Something related to set design. So not chair dogs or oh. whale jackets. Oh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have mm-hmm. a maybe name for the house. Great. House Houdin. H-O-U-D-I-N. Ooh. In. Um, in. Yeah, which was, it's, it was Harry Houdini's birth name. Houdin. That was his real last name, was Houdin. Oh, that I like love it. it. I really love it. It sounds like a Dune name. Yeah, yeah right? H-O-U-D-I-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House Houdin. 1,000 points. Your coat of mm-hmm. arms is what? A hammer and a ruler? <laughs> Maybe our, uh, it's like one of those boats that you can only see if you stare at it for a long time. <laughs> it's a magic guy. Or it's a magic guy. Magic 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 guy. <laughs> I don't see the coat of arms. It's 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 you, you have to unfocus your eyes when you're looking at it. <laughs> what a ridiculous idea. Every flag is indecipherable. Yeah. yeah. Hell, who's coming? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> well, you know, um, you could you could just define your coat of arms for now as an abstract symbol, uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, you know the the emperor has a lion, the Atreides have a what, like a falcon. Like, why not 
go abstract, you know? Yeah. It may come yeah. up in play, like you said, Jared, like as we start to create these characters. I think it, we might have an might, idea yeah, as we go. I, yeah. I feel like yeah. it should be geometric, like maybe a polyhedral that looks like a planet. Yeah, or, with yeah, like twenty sides. No, just kidding. That's your logo. Or how about um, a stylized oh. a stylized H for Hoden, which uh, if you look at it another way, it kind of looks like a butterfly, something that goes through a metamorphosis. Oh, interesting. Is one thing, and then it, oh. while also being another. Okay. There Abstract and geometric. Mm-hmm. And a butterfly, butterfly that <laughs> turns into a a man. What was it? Well, again? But an H and a butterfly. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Yeah. Like his okay. each arm of the H is a wing with a little, yeah. de- like a kind of deco looking butterfly. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> uh, designer. Well, yes, I guess we don't have to wait. We've we've got it. An H we butterfly. I've written down a stylized H that also looks like a butterfly. Nice. Um, and that I think uh, for now, I think, uh, and I, I do think we let maybe the rest of this develop as we as we create our specific characters. Like, you know, you can come up with a motto and all these other little things, but. Uh, and, and you know, it also says on your sheet you can define who the ruler is, who the ruler's consort is, who the heir to the house is. Let's let that develop as we uh, create our characters. So this is I will, so exciting. Um, this is what I, I was most this. looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I will ask who's who's up first uh, because we're going to just start just hearing concepts uh, and then perhaps picking a faction if uh, you have a faction in mind. Who would like to go first? I don't have to go first, but I do have a faction in mind. I, I wonder if Nora and I both are dying to be Benny Jesuit. The TLS is also interesting. Doing crazy things. I was kind of leaning between. I like. I love Benny Jesuit, but I thought you had your mindset on, like, our heart set on that. Because fear is the mind killer. Fear is the tiny death that brings a little death that brings obliteration. <laughs> <laughs> I was going between a Benny Jesuit and a Fremen. Ooh, Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Wow. Uh, well, uh... So, you you know, I'm I'm willing to... You know, you, your factions are... You got Bene Gesserit, you got Fremen, you got Mentat, Spacing Guild Agent, Souk Doctor, but don't forget, like, you can also be the the Duke of your house. You can be the, the, the consort. You could be the heir. Like, don't be... Feel like you have to choose one of those things. If you're like, you know what? No, I want to play... I want to be the Duke, but you can also be the Duke of your house who is like a former Souk doctor who now, you know, you can mix and match any way you want. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't have to take a faction necessarily. Yeah, you can just okay. be kind of, I mean, but, but I mean, I, I want people to uh, play what makes them excited, as I'm sure Troy does, too. So um, just let us know. Uh, My other idea was being some sort of like noble woman of the court that had some Bene Gesserit training mm-hmm. because they do that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You flunked um, out of B- BG school? <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying, you know, they just, they do that. I-, I could do everything except for walk with the book on the head. And that's, yeah. that's when they flunked me out. Yeah. Well, um, th- then I think let's start with Becca since she's going to take the uh, the uh, Bene Gesserit, and we will uh, right. then we'll then we'll slide right into Nora, who has a couple options to mull over there. I mean, yeah. I love I love all of those options. Um, so I am uh, uh, co- committed full BG, but I just want to shout out how cool the how do you say it Talilax. They're just like creepy mad Frankenstein's that like love 
uh, have some weird twisted ways of making fucked up mint hats and like well you gotta read Dune Messiah once you finish Dune because that's that's what introduces them and it's a big part of it aren't they kind of like riding the line between creating thinking machines like just kind of pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable as far as technology is that right the the Ixians are the ones who are like pushing it almost to the level of AI they're the sort of technologically minded and the Lelacs are doing Almost like genetic modification right, right, of, right. of organic matter and creating things like the face dancers who can shape shift and and also uh, doing a a bizarre form of cloning where they're able to resurrect a dead person if they have access to its flesh in the right. form of a If cola. that were to happen at some point in the story, yeah. like, who knows? The golas are so cool. Yeah, that was really fun to read about. Super creepy. Yeah. You know, I it was I read Dune and I loved it and fell in love with it, got obsessed, but it wasn't until I really dug into the first hundred pages of the core rule book that I read all about like the Butlerian jihad and how like the thinking machines had taken over and they because of that they were like, We're outlawing technology. But instead they just made people superhuman uh, because of the spice, but everyone is using the spice in different ways. I mean that's why it's such a wonderful universe for us to play in uh for a fantasy setting. So you're, uh, you're thinking Benny Jazz. You're thinking Noble yeah. with a side order of Benny Jazz. <laughs> well, which, is, which works perfectly because you could just take maybe like one sort of Benny Jesuit talent, you know, and uh, and like that reflects your training. And then the rest of it could be like more like just, you know, regular noble woman kind of traits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think I, I think we're in a good place. I'm going to go ahead and uh, on Becca's character sheet. Write down that she is Bene Gesserit. Anything else you want to tell us about your character idea before we move on? It, it gives you an automatic mandatory talent, uh, Becca. Prana Bindu Conditioning. Which is the sweetest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So that's under talents. Got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if you yep. look further in the book, it'll tell you what the mechanical bonuses you get from that. Right. Um, yeah, I think that um, I don't have a fully formed idea of who this character is yet, um, so suggestions welcome. Um, but the the hierarchy is interesting. I think that I probably have not gone through the agony yet, so I don't mm-hmm. have access to the other memory, which is like the collective inherited memory of um, any Jesuit who took this poison and did this thing where you uh, convert the poison with your pranabindu. I'm sorry, you guys all know this. I'm saying it for the people watching. Um, yeah. Convert it into something non-toxic, just using your mind powers. So uh, that's pretty sweet, but I feel like I, I have not yet gone through the agony. So maybe um, I'm just a sister. That's great. And uh, I will say Pranabindu conditioning is going to let you re-roll uh, a dice whenever you're doing a discipline or move roll pertaining to your body because uh, you have perfect body control That's and cool. you can definitely fill out the rest of the concept uh, when uh, when you um, when you're filling out your, your skills and your drives and stuff. So now I will move. Uh, I will move straight to our next uh, person who spoke up. Nora, Nora, are you how are you feeling now? Fremen, or are you feeling like the uh, the noble with a little Bene Gesserit training? What are you feeling? Well, my I, before trying to categorize her into a thing, I was thinking like I wanted my character to be kind of sneaky and kind of fighty. Okay, sneaky great. Fighting. Uh, 
a sneaky, sneaky fighty character. That makes sense. Um, so uh, it sounds like she's uh, she's not going to take a faction. She's gonna she's gonna be like just a, a, a part of the house, and she could be even the house's like spy master. Yeah. Or uh, let's see Ooh, here. That's, that's cool. sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the spy master of the house. Do you like that? I like that. I like that. Love so it. I'm going to write down in her traits, spy master of house Houdin. Uh, and that's kind of <laughs> describes her. Uh, and that gives us her concept. And that's all we really need right now, unless you're taking a faction. So um, we know we have our spy master. And so Why now does I- this house of set designers need a spy master? <laughs> <laughs> Something is wrong in house Houdin. You would because- think as a spy master, you wouldn't advertise that you yeah, are the yeah. spy master. <laughs> well, perhaps it, is only known, perhaps it is only known among among the members of the house. Yes. You guys are going to make jokes, and I'm just going to take them very literally and go, well, actually, the technology does work that way. Um, yeah, I mean, the way it works in Dune is like everybody is manipulating everybody constantly. So all these houses have their spy masters, yeah. their sword masters, their this or that. It mm-hmm. makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we also we have our specialties, but we're also ruling a nation. <laughs> yes. you know, a vassal nation, like a moon or in our case or whatever, or a yeah, part of a planet. Yeah. So like we still have to take into account all the other things that go on with governance. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a very good point to make. And so now I, I will go ahead and move on for concept. What is your concept, Ross Bryant? What is the idea for your character, and are you taking a faction? <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of came into this almost blind. I wanted to see how the house formed. Um, and uh, we've got a we've got a spy master lurking in the shadows. We've got a Bene Gesserit. Uh, um, we are we are uh, um, creators of uh, theatrical and artistic illusions that suck up secrets. I mean, um, is there a world in which you could pl- you could build a face dancer like a Lilax character? Absolutely. A, yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> Troy, uh, th- th- there are no talents that cover that. Flop <laughs> <laughs> sweat breaks out on my head. <laughs> answer to pretty much everything on this is going to be, yep. Uh, I think that's a good answer. Yeah, we'll figure it out, uh, Ross. We'll figure I it think out. Maybe They're in the book somewhere. I've seen them, or at least they make reference to them, but they I thought do they even had a talk about them. There are, yeah. N- there are NPC stats for them. Yeah, your uh, talent is uh, fa- uh, uh, sk- uh, sk- like shape changing. Yeah. yeah. And Ross, like you could be like the artistic director. Yeah, something and like I think, a face dancer. Like you, you, you graduated from the the touring company, or whatever, and now you're, you know, exactly. Like, um, yeah, um, yeah, dance, 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 captain of the of right <laughs> of House of Yeah, you know, can, get, uh, it says they're gifted with Prana Bindu skills worthy of a Benny Chesaret. Um, that is correct. Um, I think a mandatory talent will be this one that I don't. I'm pretty sure isn't in the book for players, but. I mean, I mean, God damn, we're, we're, we got to say yes and. It's called face dance. Yes. No penalty on attempts to disguise features, whether old or young, male or female, or as a specific person. Um, Amazing. And I think this is the kind of thing. And and I mean, in the like in the books, for example, there's a uh, face there's named uh, Satale or Skytail who moves among uh, other characters. Like no one kind of only the most uh, only really trained Bene Gesserits can tell that they're um, that they're in disguise but most folks can't and um, 
and you rarely see them how they actually look. And when they're finally described how they look without the disguise, it's really strange. <laughs> so I think uh, the um, whoever this was would move incognito almost all the time and have like Wait. a base identity that they'd always kind of adopt but could shift into whoever. So if the idea is infiltrating people or learning things, this is someone who in theory could get close. So maybe someone working for Nora's character um, to, to, to go on these sort of spy missions. So are you saying that maybe the, the, even your own housemates don't know who you really are or that I you're a face dancer? Because, uh, at least in the world of Dune, uh, the Bennett Lelacs are seen as so creepy and repulsive. Everybody talks about them as filthy or dirty. Yeah, like, yeah. That it would, be the, it would be the kind of thing where if it got out that this household was using such a person, it would be a very deep shame. <laughs> um, great. Done. Uh, we have a face dancer. I've written down uh, for main trait face dancer in House Hooten. Not of House Hooten, because they don't know they have a face dancer necessarily. But uh, you have you have infiltrated House Hooten and you are working for them. Uh, and now, Skid Maur, what is your basic concept and are you taking a faction? Uh, I also didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do coming in. And I still really don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking so many either... Good options. I know. Um, I was thinking... Either a couple things, either like a Mentat treasurer, yes, um, or the Swordmaster, which we don't really have yet, of Ginaz, uh, mm-hmm. Swordmaster of Ginaz, or yeah, I guess that, or just like an on some kind, of, like some like a chief envoy, right. Um, um. I love all of that. What do you think, Troy? I think it's great. I mean, obviously, it'd be fun to have a Mentat in there. Uh, I think that's right up your alley. Uh, Swordmasters, they're, they're all great. But, I mean, if I had to choose, I'd go Mentat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mentat. Okay, maybe I'm... Boy. Just the stained lips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I expect mm-hmm. lipstick cosplay every week. I, yeah. Oh, you, you, okay. Well, that does give me something to shoot for. You're like Peter DeVries. Okay, so I think I will be... I think I will be a Mentat Chief Envoy. Ooh. Okay, great. Nora, um, I was just thinking, if you wanted to be a Fremen spy master, you could combine those ideas you know like someone in coming to arrakis you know maybe they brought you in making like a relationship with the friend and they brought you into their house yeah i was thinking about that and then i was like well what if we're going with the storyline of like oh we're collecting information um i thought it might be better to be like a member of a court or the house that like would know all of the different groups of people and the goings-on about that they would like kind of be the, hmm. you know, would, would be able to gather more information than if somebody who was seen as, as an outsider. Okay, great. This, this works well then. We've got a, a Benny Tlaylock, Sue Face Dancer, Benny Jesuit, a Spy Master, and a Mentat Envoy. So what's going to be interesting is we'll kind of collectively uh, create the Duke and the Duke's uh, wife and every, all these other Sword Master. These are all going to be characters that exist that you could end up playing, um, but they're not, you're not going to build them right now. Jared and I will, will build them as we shape the house. 
Yeah. I'm debating so many Bene Gesserit are uh, consorts, but I don't want to be too, like, gender casty, and that's kind of, like, the lame part of Bene Gesserit, is that they always have to bang these stupid dukes. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the breeding program is very important. Oh, I just made it, it more sexist. You could be the real you know, leader of the house, too. It's so interesting that that's how they control. Um, and it is, like, super fucked up, too. Like, they choose to be the cows. Um, but, yeah, could I mean, you... that is kind of part of being Benny Gesserit, so... Uh, is there anything to say that the a Benny Gesserit couldn't also, yeah, just be the duchess of the house? Yeah, you could be Dibs. the duchess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of like that, and... Uh, Okay, then I need many male consorts. Uh, well, done. What am I yeah, doing with male? Absolutely. Uh, many consorts. Period of all genders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the uh, Bene Gesserit Duchess yeah. uh, with several consorts. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Oh, Are we just right. playing this game just for me? Yeah. <laughs> what you know what's happening? fun with that though is then you should also have uh, lots of children or oh, several yeah. children. That would be fun to play with. That would make you the ruler of House Huden. Yes. I have questions too slanted of, of play style. No, not you know? at all. I'm question. Yes. If I went Fremen, but still was a spy master, could I also be like the shady spice dealer? Like of the smuggler. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you would be was... betraying your people. Uh, but uh, you don't belong <laughs> to them anymore. You belong to House Huden. Yeah. Uh, so that might be an interesting Could be thing. Why I'm like, here is because mm-hmm. they kicked me out. Yeah, I'm sure ex- there were Fremen, an exiled Fremen, <laughs> an exiled awesome. Fremen. Yeah, Ooh. dealing spice, smuggling spice. Maybe yeah. that's how so, House Houdin was able to even get a foothold here. Uh, wait, under, so yeah. are you still the spy master, or are you a smuggler for House Houdin, or is it mm. is it all of the above? At late. What, what I love about players is they're always like, I'm seven things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to break all the rules. Um, if I... Hmm, the spy master a, ties in a, more with the... The spy master and, the and you're involved in a smuggling. For just for you're flavor. In smuggling. A reformed Fremen spice smuggler who now fo- focuses on spy mastering. <laughs> yeah. Who I failed mean, out of the Bene Gesserit school. <laughs> but you can say you can say that you were that's why that's you were exiled. I've got so many student loans from all <laughs> Did I mention I'm also a soup doctor? Um so uh, so you need to choose um uh some mandatory talents, Nora and um Skid. Um so Skid of the mandatory talents you can choose from uh, there's one called Foreknowledge, deals with predicting, uh, you know, predicting things. Mentat Discipline or Mind Palace. Uh, and um, uh, Nora, you need to choose since you are now a Fremen whether you have one of the following talents: Dedication, Driven, Master at Arms, Rapid Recovery, Resilience, Subtle Step, or the Reason I Fight. Boy, that's simple. That's just a, a list of nine things. Um, and we'll move, you can wait until we get into talents a little more if you like. Uh, okay, some of those are jump, Some of those do jump out. Uh, but I like what is the difference between like resilience and uh, what was the other oh, sh- crap? What was the other one? I lost it. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, uh, dedication, driven, master at arms, rapid recovery, resilience, subtle step, and the reason I fight. 
Wait, like what's uh, okay? I'm gonna have to probably like read over these. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, no problem, no problem. Why don't you take some time? They're in the uh, core book we sent you. Okay. Take a look at them, and when we get to talents, you can tell us which you, which one is your mandatory talent. Okay, Troy, I I pass it over to you to get to step two of character creation, archetype. Yeah, archetype. So this may help sort of refine who you are a little bit more. And some of the things you said, like, I want to be a this that didn't have a faction per se. There may be an archetype that fits exactly uh, what you want. And each archetype is going to give you uh, uh, your second trait, uh, if you didn't take a faction, which comes with a mandatory trait. Um certain skills uh, that are going to help you define what your primary skill is and what your secondary skills are. Uh, Two focuses for your primary skill uh, and some talent. So this really helps shape the character and then you really just get into the the numbers and the the point by. So you can... The best thing to do here is kind of choose... Who you think this is uh, from a broad scope? Are they a war master? Are they a socialite? Are they a disciple? Are they an adept... Or are they an academic? And then once you choose from those five things, then look within and be like, oh, you know what? I, a war master. That sounds, that's what I want to be. I'm a war master. Well, are you a duelist? Doesn't sound like anybody was a duelist. A tactician, a warrior, or a sergeant? So looking that's through those fun. things, what what jumps out? Any socialites? Any, any socialites in the house tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it was socialite. This isn't yeah. listed under the recommended for Benny Jesuit because it does recommend a bunch of archetypes. But given that I, I called dibs on ruler of the house, I feel like commander fits. Yeah. 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 And what's nice, I always think it's interesting is if they just say recommended and don't say mandatory, it's going to be way more interesting for this particular group to do whatever the hell you want. So if commander sounds good, go commander. I'm always going commando. It's just smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were you saying? <laughs> Ross had a thing. Oh, Ross. I also have a thing. Uh, <laughs> I am. I was going to choose academic spy, um, since that seems to be how this this character is developing. Ah, uh, um, yes. Just a, someone able to move in many circles, and I think yeah, is maybe if maybe deals directly with entertainers that come in since many of the entertainers of this world might be face dancers themselves. I think that might be how this, how this individual came to house Houdin and, um, but yeah, um, under the, under the, at the beck and call of her ladyship and whoever else, uh, wishes to send them on, on a mission and go deep cover. That's great. And so if you go spy, your primary skill uh, is understand. So you'll put the most points into understand. Your secondary skill is move because you're slick. And so your Mm -hmm. second highest point will go into that when we get into that. But your focuses are deductive reasoning and canly. And so those focuses, you will decide how you want to attribute them. Uh, If if you want to be all about discipline, then you might put deductive reasoning as your focus for discipline. And if you have a focus in a particular skill, do you remember what the mechanical bonus is, Jared? It allows you to... Uh, oh, if you roll under mm-hmm. that number, it counts as a critical. If, they uh, you, roll, know, if you, you roll under your skill number, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, skills that have focuses give you a higher chance of success. Mm-hmm. 
Great. And then, of course, you get the talent hidden motives to go with your other talent, which is face dance. And then uh, the drives. Drives are much more esoteric. You can kind of make a drive whatever you want, but this will provide you with a little inspiration. Um, all right, so we got a spy. We got a commander. What about you, Norinskid? I, I think, think I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm Envoy. Like, uh, oh, Envoy. Envoy, Envoy is an archetype. I'm the... I'm envisioning myself as the chief envoy of the house, the chief diplomat of the house, the, the Henry Kissinger of the oh, I uh, like that. S- spy, make, spy making stage uh, ta- guys. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my thing. Chief diplomat. Very yeah. cool. Okay. And Nora, what were you thinking? Okay. I think because given what everybody has, has said that they want to do, I might pivot a little to be more fighty. St- stick with Fremen and okay. be a uh, master of arms, do the warrior archetype. Yeah. Awesome. Ah, okay. Fremen, warrior, master at arms. Yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. All right. So we, this house no longer has a spy master, but it does have a spy. It does have a spy. Ross was doing, yeah. Because Ross was, was uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. He had spy That's stuff. True. So I'm like, some, we need a tank. That is very cool. Okay. Um, Fremen, warrior, master at arms. And that would be different than a sword master or kind of the same thing? Like, would the heir of the house be training under you? Or would you be uh, training the legion? Or both? I feel like I'd want to be the trainer. Okay. Yeah, so you're kind of a a Gurney Halleck. Yeah, you're a sword master type. Yeah. Um, Okay, great. So I'm gonna change change your character a little bit. I'm gonna write down Swordmaster of House okay. Sudan, okay. Uh, and then that will come with uh, yeah. You'll be training the people in the house to fight, uh, and you will know how to wield a sword yourself. Sweet. Uh, so we do have one I combat related character, um, and a couple socialites and a spy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is shaping up. So you'll see under the archetypes you chose uh, the, your new trait. Uh, and the trait is just, it's something that, trait kind of means everything in this game. It, it allows something to be possible or impossible, and because of the existence of a trait, it can either uh, aid or uh, take away from your role. Um, so if you're trying great. to do something, Nora, and I'm like, I just don't think you'd be able to uh, kind of tell that person what to do. You could be like, well, I have the trait sergeant. I feel like I'm... I tell people what to do all the time. They would take me seriously, and I'd be like, all right, you're right. You made it possible by invoking your trait. Okay. Um, so take a look at that, and then I'll uh, I'll kick it back to Jared. What uh, page is that on? That is on page uh, 114. Okay. And all of the uh, these archetypes, along with what bonuses you get and boons, are page uh, 114 to 118. But uh, I'll kick it back to Jared to go over skills and sort of how the system here. Now we'll get into the numbers for when we actually pick up dice. But the one thing you have to know is a 20 is bad in this game and a 1 mm-hmm. is good. Yep. Uh, right. Um, you want high skills so you raise that target number you're trying to roll under really high so it's easy to roll under it. Um, let me talk about your skills. So um, you uh We'll have you have the skills uh, listed on your character sheet. They are battle, communicate, discipline, move, and understand. Um, uh, discipline, uh, just a little bit of uh, 
explanation. Well, let's start at the top. Battle is fighting things, but it's not just fighting hand-to-hand. It might also be fighting between starships or something like that. Communicate is all kinds of communication. Deception, uh, or also making friends, diplomacy. Anything that involves communication is communicate. Discipline is self-control, body control, enduring things, stamina, things like that. Move, uh, that's a very uh, self-explanatory one. It's how quickly you can get from here to there. But what you might not realize is it's not just your own personal movement. It also might govern uh, vehicles, uh, travel with uh, machinery. And finally, understand is how smart you are, how much you know about things, what kind of knowledge you have. So um, because of the archetypes you've chosen, you all have a um, primary and a secondary skill already. Um, so let's begin with Becca. Becca, as a commander of House Houdin, uh, you have a primary skill in communicate and a secondary skill in battle. So those are the um, those need to be the highest. Your primary skill communicate needs to be your highest skill, and battle, I believe, needs to be your second highest skill. Um, so your primary skill starts at a six for battle. I'm sorry, forgive me. Communicate is your primary. That'll start at a six and your secondary skill of battle will start at a five. Um, Everything else starts at four, but then you get some points to spend and um, you have five points. You may distribute as you see fit between your skills. So I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at your Bene Gesserit's sheet, battle five, communicate six, discipline four, move four, understand four, add five points to that. Um, uh, and you can you can't go higher than eight in any of your skills. Uh, and I'll come back to you in a minute, and you can tell us where you put those points. Uh, I'm going to move right down to the line to Nora. Nora, you have a primary skill of battle, so that's going to start at six for you. And you have a secondary skill because of your archetype of a warrior. Your secondary skill is discipline, so that starts at a five for you. Okay. The rest start at four, and you're going dis- to distribute five points. Then I'm going to Ross Bryant and his uh, face dancer. Face dancer as a spy. Your primary skill is understand, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll start at a six. Your secondary skill is move. That'll start at a five. Everything else starts at four. Distribute your five points. And finally, Skid as an envoy. Uh, let's see. Oh, I actually uh, missed you, Skid. Here we go. An envoy, your primary skill is um, communicate, and your secondary skill is move. So uh, six, communicate, five, move. Everything else is at four. Distribute your five points. Nothing higher than eight, everybody. And I'm going to see if I can come back around. I, Becca, I'm have sorry, you- I'm yeah, a little confused ahead. at the uh, distribute the rest. So you gave me the one that was six. You gave me the one that was five. Is mm-hmm. everything four and under? So, um, so yeah, no problem, Nora. So your uh, character has a six in battle, mm-hmm. um, a five in uh, discipline, mm-hmm. communicate four, move four, and understand four. Okay. And now you're going to add points. So if you want to raise uh, communicate to five... That means you have four points left to distribute. If you want to raise it to six, then you'd have three points left to distribute. Does okay. that make sense? Yes. Okay, great. Becca, and have you... Uh, or is it, Oh, go ahead. Nothing could be higher than a six, right? Nothing can be higher than an eight, eight. actually. Mm-hmm. An you eight. can get it okay. all the way up to eight. 
So it may be, uh, just talking a little strategy for players, it may behoove you to take that uh, that primary skill, which is the thing you want your character's main gimmick to be, and go ahead and shoot that up to eight, leaving you with three points to distribute anywhere you like. Uh, and now I'm going to come back around. Is anybody ready? Can anybody tell me where they've put their points? Yes. One, I was going to say one thing to think about is where uh, Skid and Becca both have communicate as their primary. You might want to see how the party shakes out. If you both min-max and go up to eight, then you guys might find that you're really weak in battle or something like that. Right. So just something to think about. You probably yes. want to max out your best, but the whole party composition is going to be important too. Well, I did go another way. So Oh, good. Um, so I kept communicate at six. I kept move at five. And then, um, I put one point into discipline, move that up to five. And then I put the rest of my points into understand. So understand is at eight. Oh no, I did the same. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay that was my, <laughs> no, you're good. Skills. You're good. <laughs> okay. I don't need to understand. Okay. okay. I just um, meant that. I figured, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I wonder if that's, uh, if that's, I just have to make sure that that is a legal spend because, um, because, uh, well, I, I, it probably is, but I feel like, uh, there's something about primary skills in your archetype where it might say you must keep your archetype's primary skill as the as the top the skill. Highest. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm just... Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Okay. Um, I'm not seeing that right off the top of my head. I'll go ahead. You may increase any skills you wish on page 119. Uh, yes. Okay, let me see. Yeah, I have a feeling they might be all right, Jared. Like they just they have a leg up at with the archetype, but if they choose to go a different way, I, I think it has. I think what you're saying is you can't take away from your starting value of your primary. Yeah. Oh yes. Um. Yes. Okay. Uh. Then we're good. Then we are fine. Um. Great. Skid uh, has finished his skills. Uh, now, Skid, uh, you must uh, choose your focuses for your skills. Okay. So, um, your your chosen archetype will provide two focuses one of which will be associated with the archetype's primary skill and the other which will be associated with the secondary skill. Uh, and then uh, then you will get, I think, uh, two more. So you get four focuses altogether. What are focuses? Well, I sent you a little list of them. They're basically the specialties. I think Troy mentioned them already once uh, before. So instead of just broadly being good at battle, you may have a focus in sneak attacks. So your envoy... Um, has a uh, has a focus in diplomacy and persuasion, um, and uh, those probably go beside communicate, diplomacy, and persuasion. And so you now, di- you- how does that work? You put diplomacy towards like you could put diplomacy towards communicate, and then put persuasion towards something else. Move, yeah, or you could put them both. I think I think you can put them both in um, in communicate it if you wish yeah. uh, um, let me let me uh, read it exactly yeah, look uh, at the example in the book uh, from the caramole they they go through that's actually I find that I learned the most from reading the uh, their example of things she so wants something for, more direct for her battle focus so instead picks short blades ah okay so I think you can choose uh, it says here diplomacy and persuasion but you can choose either for your communicate focus and then something for your, uh, I believe your secondary was move. Was move, yeah. Yeah, so you can choose. But would you like diplomacy or persuasion for your communicate focus? I will take diplomacy. Right? 
And then, uh, what about for move? And uh, there's a whole list there. Um, so, yeah, for example, pilot is one, but so is climb. I think I'll take grace. Grace, beautiful. Grace uh, for move. The balletic grace of a diplomat. <laughs> and I then, think it's and, like so much of uh, communication, especially in this universe, is nonverbal. Yeah. So I think that's that's his focus like for, for that. So now you get to choose two more, and I'll let you think about those. Um, the The list I gave you is not uh, complete. Like you can come up with your own if nothing quite matches what you want. Um, you can add them to a, a skill you already have a focus in, or you could add them to say you know your discipline of five could get a focus. You need two more of those. You get okay. I think four focuses altogether. And so now I will move. Who else has finished their um, their skill buying? Well, I'm definitely um, okay. going to go up to aid and communicate um, okay. because Skid did not. Um, and that was my primary. And then I was thinking, well, my second one, I'm not really particular. So I would just fill in where there hasn't been one, which I thought might be move. Is anybody leaning into move? Um, I wasn't. Not at my maxed, but I do have it. But uh, since... <laughs> A discipline was my. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Since understand was my 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 peak, and that seems well and truly covered. Maybe I'll shift things around. Is anybody really hitting discipline hard? Because no. that sounds, seems very any Jesuity. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I did do my top one in battle, but my second highest, I'm I put points in move because I feel like the Fremen know how to move. Mm. It's like a. I thought oh, that yeah. that was like on brand for their okay. characteristics. Love it. I'm doing I'm, communicate yeah. and discipline. Plus two to my communicate to put it to eight, and plus three to my discipline to put it to seven. Great. Nice. I uh, love that the makes way sense they for- describe the, the way the Fremen move in the desert to avoid mm-hmm. attracting the worm. That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's very yeah. smart. It yeah. sounds hard. You have to step, but not with any kind of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard. Yeah. I used to do it as a kid whenever I'd go to the beach. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Um, so that's Becca taking care of. Uh, the Bene Gesserit has uh, her skills. And oh, um, I'm sorry. So as commander, you get an automatic uh, focus. Um, and that focus, or well, you can choose. Do you want inspiration or leadership as your communicate focus? I'll take inspiration, please. Uh, great. And then you must pick one for your secondary skill, which for a commander is battle. You must pick one in battle. So what are you good at in battle? Um, there's assassination, but there's also atomics. You're good at dropping atomic bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty fighting, dueling, etc., etc. Let us let me know what, what you think you're going to do there. Given House Houdin, I think evasive action or sneak attacks feels interesting. Mm-hmm. Good. Maybe tactics. I don't know. What, what feels House house related here because I'm you thinking get- like I'm I'm orchestrating on the giant map that is a table mm. with big oversized chess pieces representing different houses yes yeah, so maybe mm. tactics yeah tactics yeah let's do tactics okay tactics she she sees it from the from above she 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 chooses the uh, the way uh, through that way. Excellent. Okay, and you get two more focuses. Look at that list I sent you and uh, apply them to uh, two more of your skills or one of the same skills, any way you'd like. Um, 
Nora, how about your skill spending? Do you know uh, where you're at now? Yeah. Uh, so okay. I did max battle to eight. Great. Uh, I'm. I increased my move to six. Great. Discipline is five. Communicates five. Understand is four. Communicate is five. Understand is four. So, uh, one, two, three. Did I do that right? I think you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight, <laughs> five, five, six, four. Okay, great. Uh, and then um, as the sword master, as the um, warrior that you are, um, you get a focus uh, for a uh, uh, battle that looks like it's dirty fighting or long blade. Which one do you, those long do you like? Long blades, yeah, please. Long blades. Yes. And then you need to pick um, your uh, your secondary uh, skill was discipline, so you need to pick a discipline focus. I would say survival makes sense. It does. It does a lot. Why don't we go ahead and make that survival and then um, go ahead and choose two more and apply them to whichever skills you like. Uh, And now I will go to Ross Bryant. Ross Bryant, how did your skill spending go? I think I I did. I did a spread. So um, I'm going. uh, I'm going battle five, communicate six. Discipline five, move five, understand seven. Great. And um, as a spy, your uh, you get a you get a um, a focus, uh, and that is an understand. Would you pick deductive reasoning or canly? <clears throat> I think for this this guy, I think I'll go deductive reasoning. Reasoning. That's cool. And then, uh, what about your secondary, uh, your secondary um, focus, secondary skill of move? What is your, um, what is your focus there? Focus will be. Um, I think for move, I body control. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there we go, body control. Okay, and then go ahead and pick two more focuses. Great. Um, now, uh, just to keep things moving along, is everybody cool? Does everybody have four focuses uh, or yes. feel yep. like they're on their way to having them? Okay, then I will uh, shoot it back to Troy for the next part of a character creation, which is uh, talents and drives. Okay, um, let's talk about uh drives real quick because that's I was looking at that more intently I kind of skipped over t- uh, talents we'll go back to that in a second um but drives you basically have five drives duty faith justice power and truth and you now to, need to just rank them in the order that you think is most important to this character that you're starting cr- to create and you rank them with the highest one gets an eight mm-hmm. and then seven six five four uh duty faith justice power truth anybody in eight and power just curious like right out the gate who's all I think I might I might have to do that yeah yeah one thing to think about is when whatever you rank eight seven and six will have a drive statement attached to it and there's a list of drive statements they give you as examples or you can make up your own Uh, like power would be like I use my power to get what I want. That's an example of a drive statement. And basically, when you want to try and invoke power in a role and you pair it with a skill, if it has a drive statement attached to it, you have to make sure that what you're doing 
is actually in line with that drive statement because if it isn't you could ch- it, it changes something irrevoc- irrevocably about your character you cross that drive statement out to reflect your character's insides changing ah. based on the situations um, and there's another mechanical bonus to it as well, right, uh, Jared? Like if you are do an action that uses a drive statement, you can spend determination on the right. roll. Yeah. And determination are these little points. I think you start with one of them at the beginning of, uh, say, a session, and you spend it to get a, uh, one of your dice automatically comes up as a one and gets a critical hit. Which is two uh, successes. De- right. Yeah, which is with determination. Um, but then, as Troy was saying, by like challenging drives... Uh, you can earn more determination uh, by challenging them, by changing them, uh, by by using drives for um, tasks that maybe don't exactly match the drive statement. Your character is in internal conflict. As uh, we know from the Dune books, there's a lot going on internally with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what this simulates. And what's nice about this system is like, I think uh, th- whether you're a, a power gamer or not, there's always a sort of natural inclination to want to always use your best skills. Like, all right, well, how are you going to open that door? Well, I'm using power and move. Or, I'm using, excuse me, I'm using uh, battle and duty to open that door because those are your highest skills. This the, the drive statements really force you to look at the statement first. Don't even look at the drive and the number. What action are you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to open that door. Uh, well, it could be that your, uh, your discipline focus is like i will i will always be the first person in and so like that may not be your best skill but that suits what you're actually trying to do so it doesn't allow you to power game if you really play it by these drive statements um you don't just always choose your best skill so rank those in order and uh and then we'll talk about drive statements what did anybody finish i think i got a good idea of what uh i'm doing here i did i did do eight for power, and then I thought being a Fremen, Faith should be number seven. Mm. Um, six was duty, and uh, I put five in truth and four in justice. Great. So for power, faith, and duty, those are the ones that will need uh, drive statements, and you can yeah. find those on page one hundred five to one hundred six cool. of the CRB. And keep in mind, you can make up your own, uh, mm-hmm. but using those examples as sort of a, a good, like, kind of template to draw from is, is probably a good idea. Or just steal it straight off of the page of the book. I, that's mm-hmm. a good idea, too. Yeah, one thing they say in, in guiding you to the drive statements is uh, a drive statement is one of the driving forces of the character's worldview and personality, shaping how they interact with the worlds around them and providing motivation for the things they do. They should be easy to understand so that both you and the GM understand when they're helpful, when they're a hindrance, and when they don't apply at all. Uh, If you don't know whether or not a drive statement applies to the situation, then you can't use that uh, that drive. And then lastly, you want to have at least one drive statement that poses a problem for your character, uh, because at least mechanically that's going to allow, I think it's more, they say mechanically it will allow you to use determination, but really it's going to, it's, you're just baking in, uh, a conflict for your character right at the start, which is going to make, make it more interesting when we get into the role play. Uh, so start thinking of that. Um, and skid, did you uh, rank your drives? I did. Uh, so I have duty at eight and yeah, my statement is going to be like, I devote my entire being 
to my house. Seven, I put seven in truth. And drive statement is something like truth is of utmost importance and it must be controlled. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I have power at six. And it's just his goal is to like improve his own standing and the standing of the house. Im- improve their holdings, like get them get them to the imperial throne one day. And then justice at five, faith at four. Awesome. I had the same three on the top, so I might switch mine around. But I also was using duty to protect House Houdin. But looking at the examples, justice says I must shield those in my care. So that's kind of fun. I'll switch those oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's interesting. Uh, so my number one uh, is justice, but to my house. Um, and then I was going to go for power. And the statement being Benny Jesuit will control the Imperium. So mm. that's kind of like in conflict with protecting the house. Uh, potentially. And then truth and the example truth statements are all really interesting because some of them are like, uh, the purpose of argument is to change the nature of truth. Um, (laughs) so I'm going to, I'm going to steal that one. I like that. That's chunky. I like that. Ross, what do you got? I got, um, uh, power at eight, uh, with the statement, power creates the truth. Um, uh, truth would then be seven, um, which is that, uh, um, uh, uh, the truth is what, uh, the truth is what people believe it is. <laughs> um, then, uh, duty six. Faith five, justice four. Awesome. Oh, wow. This is good. Nora, did any of those drive statements jump out at you? Yes. Uh, This is my highest, but with duty, I had to go with duty as a sharp blade. Uh, Being the sword master. Um, Yes. (laughs) For faith, I went with uh, my faith gives me certainty where others might doubt. I feel like that might be useful on some roles. I'd be like, yeah, but my God says like I should do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then for conflict, I might, okay. I wasn't thinking about this in the beginning, but when you said something that would cause conflict, uh, power attracts those who are corruptible. The faith power dynamic might be interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, I, I, I hearing the the, po- the the poetic nature of those drive statements I want to shift my truth to um, like a belief is a lever knowledge is a weapon <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to see these in play alright this yeah. is great we've got four very very different characters here uh, coming together and now I'm realizing the first episode is going to be how did Ross's character get in this family and did the Bene Gesserit Go find this Fremen to recruit to be the swordman. I want to know this whole backstory. That's going to be episode one. We'll figure nice. it out. Uh, but let's get out these these talents. So for your archetype, they have a talent that they uh, uh, suggest, you know, where you have to pick, I believe it's three talents. You might want to go with that one as one just to save you a little headache. Um and then uh, sometimes they give you two different options, but you get three. Uh, yeah, and I sent you a whole list, and um, 
as we spoke before, um, you know, maybe just pick, uh, you know, the nice thing about these uh, talent names is they're very descriptive. So if it kind of describes your character, grab it. If you hate how it works when you get into the um, mechanics of it, then we can change it later. But, uh, you know, uh, some of these uh, really kind of describe a character like direct, driven, um, rigorous control. And if you, chose, if you chose a faction and an archetype, that's two talents right there, because the faction will have a quote-unquote mandatory talent, and then your archetype will mm. provide at least one or two other options. So then, yeah, look at the other ones that sounds like it might be your character, and then see if the mechanical uh, option sort of jibes with or excites you. And, you know, don't worry if you're like, ah, you know, I just can't. There's too many options. I need time between sessions. We can we can obviously do that. But if anybody has any talents locked in out of their three, uh, go ahead and say what they are. Oh, I think my talent for, for a warrior, if I'm looking at this, says uh, to fight someone is to know them. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the name of the talent? Yeah. It's a, That's yeah, right. It's a, wow. Uh, so I would be That's choosing awesome. that. I would get, have that one and the Fremen one. Yes. Yes. What was the Fremen one again? There, the Fremen Let's... came with a long list of choices, but I can go through them oh, again. Did it? Yeah. So you can choose one of the following: dedication, driven, uh, master oh, at arms, oh, yes. which you are. You are the master at arms. Mm-hmm. Rapid recovery, resilience, subtle step, and the reason I fight. Uh, I think I would do master at arms for the mandatory. Great. Great. And then what and was then the you name get of one more? Yeah. I get one more of the mandatory traits or the No, you just get one more talent. So look through all of them and see if any of them kind of uh, look attractive to you. But okay. right now your Fremen uh, your Fremen master your Fremen swordmaster has the talents to fight someone is to know them mm-hmm. and master at arms. Okay. And you said I get one more of the lister. You get yeah, three altogether, and three, so if okay. you want to choose from that list, you can as inspiration. Mm-hmm. But if you see something else from Jared's list that he sent, you're like, actually, that sounds really good. You could do that. Um, let me let me just kind of just so uh, the viewers know what kind of how these things sort of work. Like for example, to fight someone to know is to know them. It says when you select this talent, choose a skill. When you win a conflict using the chosen skill, you gain two bonus momentum points which you can use to mm. obtain information or create Ooh. a trait. So basically, I bet this will apply to Nora's character's uh, fighting. When she defeats someone in battle, she can then learn a bunch of things about them. Yes, Just from that. the way they fight. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, and then, uh, just, just while we're on it, like uh, her master at arms uh, talent says, at the start of a dual skirmish or battle scene, Select a single asset that represents a melee weapon or a unit of troops. Due to your prowess, you may spend one momentum to improve that asset's quality. Ooh, we're getting into a bunch of rules we haven't really touched on yet, but basically you make whatever you're using in the fight probably a little better than whatever your opponent is using. Or, you know, um, you, you make it a higher quality. 
Yeah, all um, your assets, which Jared cool. will get into next, start at quality zero. You can spend momentum to boost their quality, and if something has a quality of one or a two, you can manipulate that to lower the difficulty of a check. Or it, the game is very fluid, where it's kind of like I want to because this is quality one. I want a bibbity bobbity boo, and then I gotta either say yes or no. Um, so that that is a cool. It, it just you're gonna have access to better stuff when a battle goes down, better weapons. I love that it- one of the uh, talents here is priority boarding. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, a that's spacing spacing guild only, guys. Yeah. Nobody chose yeah, to be a spacing guild no. person. Yeah, you're you, are, the- you are you are not in group one. No, you're in the Hayliner Star Alliance Sapphire Club. Yes. <laughs> um, what is cross check and all call? They do it on every flight. Okay. Um, so does anybody else have a talent or two that they want to talk about? I do. Uh, you said that face dancing was one of the ones that was m- mandatory, correct? Yes. So um, that's technically not a talent that players can take in the book, but it is on the NPC uh, description of a face dancer. So I have made a GM call and given it to you as your mandatory talent. <laughs> Thank you. Dance uh, that face. And so I choose two more in addition to that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's right, but your archetype uh, suggests some. Ah, uh, so, yes, the spy. Yes. yes. Hidden motives is the one that it suggests for the spy. Hidden motives I shall take. Very good. <laughs> Jared, do you see what the uh, mechanical... I'm just curious what hidden motives gives Ross's I've got character. it right here, I'll tell you. Because I have it right in front of my... Here we go. Uh, When an opponent fails an understand or communicate test Mm. against you, you may create a trait which reflects a mistaken belief they have about you. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, That's very cool. Um, Very, very cool. So, hidden motives... And then you just need one more if you find one. I was looking on that list. The one that seemed the most apropos was always watching. Oh, it's great. Oh. Who cares what the mechanical benefits are? That's perfect. <laughs> Always watching, yeah. Yeah, why is he in House Houdin? How did he get here? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, there, 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 there's a talent called Always Watching? I constantly watching. Constantly watching. Constantly watching. Uh, and that says, whenever you attempt a skill test to detect danger or hidden enemies, you reduce the difficulty by two. Ooh, oh, nice. Uh, which oh, wow. Might make it zero, which might mean you just kind of get spider sense that tells you someone's about to ambush you. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. What's nice about a difficulty check of zero, too, is you can still roll on it, and any successes you generate build momentum for the group. Um, I, Jared and I talked. You probably won't be seeing a lot of difficulty zero checks in this adventure, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you have the, the ability to knock something from a two down to a zero, then you have a chance to just build momentum for free. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Skid, did we do your talents? Not yet. Uh, I took my two... My two mandatory uh, talents. The one for Envoy is Binding Promise. Mm. So that's... I can basically spend momentum to... When I when I get a, a an assurance from an NPC that they would have to spend threat if they wanted to break it. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. And then for my mandatory... Mentat talent, I took Mind Palace, which is basically perfect recall, I think. I'm not sure the mechanics of it, but that's it's it's you you just have this perfect 
uh, eidetic picture in your mind of like everything that you've experienced. You may attempt a difficulty zero understand test, meaning you have you don't need any successes to succeed at it. To recall a past event or place you have previously been to. Momentum you generate on this test may be spent to recall facts and details about that event or location. Yeah, you have perfect recall. Okay, cool. And then for my third talent, I took advisor, which is uh, you. I can I can use this talent to give, I, and I attach it to a skill which I chose communicate. So whenever someone is making a communicate skill, I can use this talent so that they can re-roll that that roll. Hmm. Wow. I think on a failure, or I think if they fail, like I can use advisor and then they can try again. I think that's how it works. That's cool. They all sound right in line. Yeah, you may the... roll, re-roll a single d20 if if I'm helping you. Uh, if for any communicate skill. Roll. roll. Becca, do we do yours or no? No, not yet. No, we didn't. Okay, what talents have you been cooking up over there? Okay, well, Prana Bindu is simple. That's the mandatory one of being Bene Gesserit. Yes. Um, I don't know if this, if we're deciding this is mandatory, but as a commander, it says specialist warfare assets. And in reading that, it was kind of confusing and boring, so I don't know if I want to pick that. Yeah, skip it. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> and then, um, so we're going for three, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the voice is an option. Yes. yes. Benny Jesuit voice. I feel like as the leader of our house, I gotta take the voice. Oh yeah. yeah. And now are you um, gonna be doing the voice? Yes. Let's, do Let's you think I will be doing the voice, Nora? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hear it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what that is. <laughs> see if you can David Lynch version of it. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the David Lynch movie, so we need intense. a viewing party. That one that Give sounds like this. <laughs> Nora, what do you think? <laughs> I think we should order takeout afterwards. That sounds delicious, yes. I mean, I love takeout generically, non-specific uh, takeout. Um, when you use the voice, you can add one, two, or three points to threat to score the same number of automatic successes on any communicate test to influence oh, wow. a chosen target. So I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds awesome and powerful, and it gives you guys um, the ability to mess with us. So that's one yeah. for you. Yeah, that's, that. that's interesting. Like you make it, you're you're increasing the negative chances for the your house in the future by using this very that's powerful power. Yeah, that's cool. That's I like cool. that. Speaking of power, I didn't read through all of these, but one that jumped out at me was Mask of Power. Mm. You can intimate that you know more than you do about an enemy's secrets. So once per scene, you can create an asset such as blackmail, which is kind of our house's thing, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that, you know, allowing you to initiate an intrigue or espionage conflict with a person of your choosing. The asset is a lie, of course. You don't have anything, but your target doesn't know that. The asset is removed once the conflict is over. And if you're defeated, the fact that you were bluffing is exposed and you suffer an additional complication. I just want to pick things that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ruler of this house is a loose cannon. And I love it. <laughs> yes. Great. Great. Uh, all right. So all that's left is assets and then finishing touches. Jared, do you want to broach the subject of assets? Because it's, yes. it's a little complicated. So assets are uh, basically equipment, but they, they apply to things that you wouldn't normally think of as equipment. Like, it's not just a flashlight. It also might be uh, a servant that you have, like people. Or it might be, uh, as it was just described in that last talent, blackmail evidence or a favor that is owed to you. 
So I have sent you guys a complete list of all the assets that they have in the book. These are, again, just a jumping off place. Maybe you'll think of your own types of assets that you'd like. You get three assets to start with. Um, and um, you really want to definitely define these because when you use assets in play, they help you take difficulty down um, on rolls. When you use equipment or a servant or some sort of um, gimmick like a uh, blackmail evidence uh, it, on a roll, it takes the difficulty down and, uh, and makes the roll possible for you. So you see like they're as simple as ranged weapons like a laser gun or a mala pistol or as complicated as old friendship, <laughs> which, is, which is an intrigue asset. So you need to choose three, and I want to make sure that there are no um, particular rules for what you can choose, but I, I think that they are really any three that you'd like. Um, and you'll get more assets in play. It doesn't mean you can't pick up more equipment or source, uh, create new... Uh, friendships and things like that. But these always, your character always begins the game with these in play. Like, you always have this uh, as an asset for yourself. Think of something like you can hold something that might be uh, a person, and then something uh, in the middle. Uh, like a okay. knife. A Fremen still suit. A Fremen quality still suit. A uh, ham radio. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, for example, I would say as a Fremen, Nora, you probably have a still suit. You know, I would um, say yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's just like one that's like kind of comes to mind as sort of a no brainer. Um, uh, and then our, our, our like you know Becca's character probably has some of this espionage or intrigue stuff like uh, Gamjabar. Yeah. Oh wow. oh, wow. You know, I don't see a Gom Jabbar. Well, definitely you should take a Gom Jabbar if you want one. If you want one. <laughs> yeah. I, Quality of zero. course want a Gom Jabbar. Yeah. Uh, I also was thinking, we talked about having many courtiers, so maybe, I don't know what they're, maybe maybe I can call dibs on, that's my what my courtier is connected to uh, when the time is right. But like a courtier of some sort that is from another house. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, right. Uh, well, they have what's called a hostage here. Uh, yeah. It could be someone you've kind of taken, you know, kind of like, uh, what's his name? Theon like Greyjoy. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking when I saw hostage. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, someone being raised in the house that's from another yeah. house. Yeah. But this totally is a lover? Theon too. Uh, would this be like a rival house lover? Ooh, is that what you were thinking? Maybe it's a secret secret affair yeah yeah we haven't got to finishing touches but i'm curious if you're uh, you're the duchess are you married or do you just have a a, a harem of lovers i think and i have a harem the, yeah you're the leader of the house you have this harem okay what's everybody what's everybody's sexual activity for their character let's go around yeah uh, to each person yeah. um ross i think face dancers are canonically <laughs> Sexless. They're I was. Eunuchs, right? I They're was. They're to be clear, I was joking, and then nobody laughed and started saying, "Sweet, <laughs> it's important." I chose this for myself. Yes. So, um, I I'm perfectly fine being uh, one of Becca's lovers. Yes. <laughs> now we accept know how you, you into my hair. Yeah. Yes, this is how this is how I've gotten my. I, I worked. <laughs> this is how I got my position. And though awesome. I myself. Um, 
am not a... I don't have sexual drives. I can be whoever you want <laughs> you me to be. You just stand quietly yeah. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I did give myself the focus under understand of physical empathy. FYI, Nora. Okay. That works. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Okay. Just throwing that out there. That was under uh, understand physical empathy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This could be That's like, like a, the best Dune pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> I have physical empathy. You know, I realize I have physical, physical empathy. Physical empathy. Right? Physical empathy. <laughs> She's a quick possessor of physical empathy. <laughs> <laughs> she said in sign language while having another conversation. Although you know, I there was masterful innuendo that I was like, that was the thing we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah, I was like, they, 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 they found it. Does anybody else have an asset that they just want to call out or ask about or, or mention uh, for their character? I feel like I need a, a melee weapon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there yeah. are some here that I don't recognize on your list of what the difference is. I'm, I'll, I'll probably have to read up on those and pick one a Chris later. Knife. Um, Ooh, a Chris knife. As a Fremen, that's one of the things only you could have. Ooh, I think I'm going to have to. Now, describe what a Chris knife looks like. It is a holy blade made from the tooth of Shahulud, the great worms that dwell in the desert. Um, Once it has been unsheathed, it must draw blood, (laughs) according to Fremen tradition. That just, oh my god. That just calls to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely have a Chris knife. You can take a sword as well. You know, that doesn't have to be your one and only blade, but it it is cool to have a Chris knife because only you as a Fremen could have it. Nice. And I love it. Uh, That's awesome. Do I need some sort of shieldy thingy? Ooh, not bad. Not a bad idea. You can take a personal shield. Yeah. The Fremen don't normally use them, but your Fremen kind of is... He's left the ranch of the Fremen. He's uh, yeah, kind I do, of, yeah. Yeah, you've joined this house whole hog, and you're doing your own thing. So a personal shield is not a bad idea. Yeah, I think I have to do one of those. Yes, the another reason why your, your, seat, your seat would never have you back. <laughs> is, a, is a still suit going to come into play for for the thing that we're doing, or do we not know? Hmm. I want to take Boy, one. Can't hurt what? to have it. That's a- you don't <laughs> have to. You don't have to take anything. You know. Because I know if I don't, Terry's going to be like, "Guess where we're going." <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about it is, like, if you guys were going to go to the desert, it wouldn't be like, "Well, I don't have a still suit. We'll figure it out." You know, you'd have, you'd have to. That would have to be part of the process. It's like right. everybody getting a still suit. But I think the bo- the bonus here is like you would have one that is of Fremen quality, that is mm. a Fremen make, and so it would give you sort of role play bonuses whereas they would be given ones that have been uh, that are copies of a copy. Right. Yeah, your still suit would mechanically take down the difficulty of your survival roles, which you already have a focus in. So, uh, you know, whereas theirs would just kind of, they would still have to roll um, without that bonus. Um, Okay, great. Um, Anybody else have anything in the assets that they want to ask about or or fall out? I think there's a couple that I'd like. Um, On the weapons front, I want to pick one that is most subtle, and uh, hence uh, the flip dart. Just a small Mm. needle that comes out of concealment to to attack uh, someone in case things go a little sideways. And... uh, since I'm a spy, I think it makes sense that I might have an illicit recording. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> nice. Okay, great. Uh, I'm I'm sn- I'm looking at my final one. Maybe truthsayer drug, or maybe Benny Gesserit coded dots. Ooh. But I feel like I should just get the coded dots from being Benny Gesserit anyway. I mean, they taught us the hand signals and the dots. <laughs> the dots um, just come with the character. Yeah, you would know how to read them. Uh, but uh, I guess this asset sort of says you have some sort of way of creating messages using them. Um, you know, you have some sort of coded dot printer somewhere, and, or dot you can matrix leave. Printer. Yeah, you can leave uh, a Bene Gesserit <laughs> coded dot matrix printer, and uh, you can use it to leave uh, messages that only people fluent in that language can read. Yeah, um, I think I need to be leaving dot trails everywhere I go. Bene Gesserit ASCII art. Yeah, yeah, because um, the Bene Gesserit is my number one priority. My uh, oh well, I guess. You know what? I'm going to go back and switch my drives and make Benny Jesuit like a little bit higher than uh, the house. Oh, oh, mm. wow. Because that's why wow. I need these coded dots. So so this, whole, this whole house is a shadow Benny Jesuit. <laughs> it totally <laughs> is. Right, yeah. Uh, it's just a Benny Jesuit uh, project. Um, did you just say your drive for which drive is getting going higher and which one's going lower? I switched Justice and Power, so now Justice is seven, and I will protect those in my care, meaning my house, and then Power of eight, Benny Jesuit will control the Imperium. Yeah, okay, got it. Nice. Awesome. Any assets, Skid? Yeah, I have, I picked a, an Ixian Damper, mm. which will kind of obscure any communication that you're having with somebody. It's like a cone of silence. Oh, cool. I I picked up I said political spy uh, to be determined I have some spy in some like rival house somewhere or some other some some somewhere some other political entity like I, I have a spy oh cool and uh, and an ornithopter oh no nice. oh wow <laughs> no big deal yeah. Yeah. personal Dope. thopter yeah a little personal ornithopter <laughs> little one seater amazing got it for uh, Christmas that's cool. <laughs> Well, that 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 does it. Uh, everybody has their um, has oh. their uh, their assets. Pretty much, I, I think that we're uh, and I and I I've, 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 I'm mistaken. Uh, face dancers are not are not fully eunuchs. They can change their gender at will. Oh, cool! Even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And like cloud from the defenders. I'd like to. I'd like. I think if I can, do, can I select a third asset? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think a uh, a courtesan would be one of one Ooh. of uh, this. So. Whether in the in the house itself or maybe someone who moves between, just some some other channel of uh, another lever of influence and source of information. Oh, that's interesting. It, it could be a, a courtesan at like a pleasure house in the in the city of Arakeen or something, or perhaps a yeah. member of the uh, royal harem itself. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And also solidify that my person one is a hostage that is non-sexual. But I, of course, I do have a separate harem, unrelated. Right. <laughs> right. Non-sexual and sexual hostages. <laughs> There's two wings. There's two wings. Yeah, they're, they're, they're of their own volition. <laughs> so um, that brings us uh, all the way to the end, where we just need little finishing touches for our character, and the finishing touches will be uh, a name, obviously, 
And then you need to have uh, uh, one more trait that I think sort of defines your character's personality. I, I believe that that's how it's described. Um, one additional trait for your character uh, reflecting your character's reputation and how they are regarded by others. Um, it's kind of like the house trait. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for but for your character specifically. Secretive sly. Um, yeah. Um, Drunkard. Jovial. Um, premature ejaculator. You know, something... <laughs> I'm leaning towards innuendo. Because that? that was the fairy thing we were trying to name. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Ah, innuendo. Except Becca as a person is extremely direct, so role-playing anything else is very difficult. <laughs> I'm writing Master of Innuendo. Yeah, that's, uh, yes. For your character. Uh, and then see. see if you can think of a name uh, for, uh, uh, I'm assuming her. Uh, well, it has to be her if it's Bene Gesserit. Something um, who didn't. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like the name Dilessa. Something with Dilesa. a lot of S's and an A. Ooh. I love great. the name Dilessa. Dilesa is that D I L E S S? D E. E. Delessa. Delessa Houdin. Delessa Houdin. Awesome. That's beautiful. That's truly beautiful. Awesome. Um, okay, great. Um, anybody else know what their trait is and, and maybe their name? I I have... Uh, are you limited to one personality trait, or is this... Um, well, I, you, you if you weren't a Mentat, and if you didn't already have these other traits, you might not be limited... Well, I think that uh, I think that you could you could go with more than one. Uh, let me see here. Uh, one additional trait. No, it, it is limiting what you can have. So you already okay. have your you already have your archetype trait, which is that you're the envoy of House Houdin. You already have the trait Mentat, and then you're you're picking a uh, personality trait. Okay. So why well, I had I had uh, written down devious, loyal, and obsequious. So I think I'll just I'll keep obsequious. <laughs> oh, I love it. That'll that'll be my my personality trait. And I'll and just spell that because spelling obsequious isn't that hard. You know, it's no problem. <laughs> I, I've got it taken care of. I think I got it right. I don't. I'm know. glad. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and I do have a name. Oh, also. great. Uh, Aurelius de Gram. Aurelius de Gram. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. <laughs> Which sticks with the traditions of using Rome, Roman imagery in Dune. Yeah. And Dutch. It's a lot of like Dutch Peter names. Peter DeVries. Peter DeVries. Yeah. And uh, my own my personal... Sister, my sister-in-law's last name is DeVries, and she's Dutch. Oh, uh, there you go. Super Dutch, yeah. And uh, and it continues my own personal streak of naming my characters after Major League Baseball players. <laughs> Aurelius de Gram. Is that A-U-R or O-R? Uh, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S. Okay. Marcus, all right. Aurelius de Gram, the Mentat, Envoy Chief Diplomat, Delessa yeah. Houdin, the Bene Gesserit Duchess Commander. What about our Bene Telelaxu spy and our Fremen Swordmaster? Yes. Uh, I am... Um I am. Um, th- this 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 uh, individual goes by the name of Pharos. Pharos. 
Cyclops, the uh, the island nearby where Proteus was supposed to have lived. So, yeah. since he's a shapeshifter. Oh. So we're saying P-H-A-R-O-S. Got it, yeah. Ferris. And uh, okay. what is uh, what is the reputation or personality trait uh, of Ferris? Because you Under- already have face dancer and house hooden and spy as two mm-hmm. traits. Uh, underhanded. Mm-hmm. Underhanded. Mm-hmm. Great. And what about our Fremen? So uh, uh, you already have Swordmaster of House Hooden and Warrior as your two traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fremen as an additional trait. So what is your... Uh, what is your personality or reputation trait? Could I go with like passionate as yeah. a personality trait? Yeah. Just like just full force in everything as my that lover, they do. Yes, yeah. you can. Hell yeah. That's, you That's know, awesome. Mm-hmm. Innuendo, there's many, but in all aspects of, of her life, she's a very passionate person. Awesome. Passionate. Okay. And then I chose the name Corin. And, uh, which I I picked first, and then I looked up. If like, is that actually a name? And it is, and it means spear. So I thought that that was very oh, fitting. Cool. Nice. Perfect. How do you spell that? K O R I N. Great. Oh, nice. That's great. I love That's that. That's cool. Corin. I love that you randomly chose a word that yeah. is what your character is. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. Their name is Knifey. Knifey <laughs> McStaverson. McStaverson. You did very good, Nora. <laughs> um, the final thing that they uh, recommend that you do is have an ambition. Um, that's your long-term goal. Uh, uh, your character has, uh, and uh, you during character creation, your character's ambition should be based on their highest-rated drive. Um. So uh, this is the this is really the final touch, uh, aside from you know kind of deciding what your character looks like and things like that. So, um, does anybody have an ambition they'd like to share? Glory through victorious battle. Nice. That's yes. very ambitious. And that is related to power. Yeah, it is related to power. Yeah. Um, to obtain glory through what kind of battle? Victorious! Victorious battle. <laughs> <laughs> glory through victorious <laughs> glory You can't from... just suck and lose all the battles and, and yeah. feel glory. The glory's right. got to come from the winds. <laughs> glory and, uh, through outrageous defeats. <laughs> <laughs> and you might, say, you might say right now, I don't know what my ambition is yet, Jared. I need to wait till episode one or episode four when the ambition comes up for the first time. And that's okay, too. Glory through interior design. Yeah. <laughs> Glory through set design. Yeah. That's right. Set design. Yeah. Yes. Set design. Very, why'd you keep repeating set design in your English? <laughs> uh, and then for your, your personal details, you can actually just email those to me and we're going to fire them right off to an artist so that we can have art of your characters for yeah. episode one. Awesome. If you don't want to feel pot committed to saying what they look like right now and you want to maybe sleep on it, uh, you can send it and then we will debut them in episode one. Amazing. Um, and I have played a little bit secretary and recorded uh, your your um, your traits and your details and everything, but I missed a couple drive statements and stuff like that. So as long as you have all of them, we're good. But 
Let me know if you have any questions later, like, hey, I'm missing something here. Do I need something for this? And uh, I'll help you figure it out. Awesome. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, if you stuck with us uh, throughout this whole thing, thank you. I mean, this is always the best part of playing is just building characters. But uh, this is going to be a real, unique, special adventure uh, that Jared and I are going to be running for this all-star cast. So join us on Friday, February 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern when Inherit the Sand debuts with the face dancer Pharos, the Bene Gesserit Duchess Commander Delessa Houdin, the Fremen warrior Swordmaster Corin, and the Mon- Mentat Envoy Chief Diplomat Aurelius de Grom start their generational adventure. Yes. Good night. I'm so excited. Awesome. Good night. Good night. I can't wait. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.